Welcome, Cap Fam, to this special holiday edition of the Forward Capital Crusaders podcast. It has been a week or two for Capital Athletics and Cap Football in particular. That is why we're giving all the fans of the Purple and White an early Christmas gift. One more episode to close out the year. We put a bow on 2020 with some good news in our AD update. Coach Jeffers gives us an update from the latest OAC President's Meeting, which concluded just before the release of this episode. And while he may not be from as far north as the North Pole, our next guest comes to us from that state to our north. The 13th head coach in Capital Football history, Brian Foos, spends his first official day with us talking about his journey, his expectations, and a few things that make him unique in a two-part interview. Hop in our sleigh and jingle all the way into the holiday edition of the Forward Capital Crusaders podcast. Cap fam, welcome to this special edition, the holiday edition of the Forward Capital Crusaders podcast. We're not going to short you an AD update this week. In fact, it's just an extra gift from us to you to get the latest and greatest news coming straight from the mouth of our interim director of athletics, Dixie Jeffers. Coach Jeffers, there was a pretty important meeting off campus today that is really going to uh, set the tone for at least the month of January and February. So uh, we know that there is some good news coming out for basketball and track. What can you tell us coming out of those meetings? Well, we have confirmation today by President's Council of the High Athletic Conference that basketball and track in the winter seasons will go forward and uh both basketball teams will return campus on December 26th, and we're pretty excited about it. So when we say that that means that games are going to happen, we're committed to the conference-only schedule, correct? That's correct. There will be conference schedules for all sports. Um, even when we get to the spring, it will just be conference schedules. But uh, we have testing protocol in place where Tier 1 programs, basically it's going to be basketball um, for right now. As we start, we'll be tested three times a week. And so for sports like track and field, we know that they're, at least while they're at Capitol, they're probably going to be on a different day to just eliminate or reduce the traffic. Uh, What can we say about track and field at this point? Well, we can say that it's going to be a reduced number of participants, and we will have all of our track home events on Sundays. Um, we just cannot handle two simultaneously events at once. And uh, with our protocol, the way it's in place, it will take the entire down part anyway. And so track can have the down, down facility part on Sundays where they can use the arena for camps and so forth. But it's going to be a reduced number. It's going to be 150 or less uh, participants being able to come in. And unfortunately, the bad side of this whole thing is there will be no uh, spectators allowed in winter sports. We will revisit it on March 1st as we go into the OAC tournament to see if uh, we can allow participants to then or spectators to then come in to watch us play. But uh, we have to watch the virus because the predictions in the next three months are pretty outrageous and it's considered to be some of the worst virus coming at us yet. So the bad news is that fans will have to watch from afar. Obviously, we will be streaming all of our basketball games and make an accelerated effort to maybe offer something similar for track and field. But the good news is that there are events that are going to happen. So how relieved are you that you get to give that kind of news to students and fans and alumni? 
Well, we reached out to them right away. And um, I actually had uh, Zoomed my kids on Saturday and told them that I felt really confident that we were going to go off and started to prepare. And yet we reached out again today saying what time that we were going to return to be tested on the 26th and so forth. So our kids are pretty ecstatic. We're all pretty ecstatic about this. And we enter it with caution, but this is the right thing to do. We, we need to give our kids an opportunity. And, and I know fans are going to be disappointed and parents are going to be disappointed that they can't see the games. But right now, our responsibility is to try to get these kids into some type of form of action. And this is the best we can do it and the safest we can do it. Coach, one thing that, you know, we would love to learn a little bit more about, but understand that, hey, right now we got to take care of what's in front of us uh, we'd love to know anything more that has been talked about for maybe even spring is there anything that's new or have they been just focusing on what's immediately ahead of us from an athletic director's standpoint we aren't even done with winter yet and uh, hopefully we finish up the protocol um, as far as the locker rooms and so forth that the presidents have requested from us uh, next this coming Wednesday and then we'll start right into track and take care of track and the protocol. There's just so many things to work out and to deal with. And then we will go on to spring with anticipation that spring's going to look like spring with limited testing. It won't be as much testing um, as with the sports that are inside and so forth. But um, there's certain testing that we have to do with the home plate umpire and the home plate umpire has to stay in a baseball game, softball game, in that position throughout the, the double headers. And then there's other things that we have to do. Uh, lacrosse will be considered a tier one uh, sport where they get tested three times a week. So those are all logistics we still have to work through and we are working as fast as we can, but we all want to take a pause, I think here and try to enjoy a little bit of the holidays. Well, coach, and speaking of the holidays, I'll let you have the floor. It's a, it's a time where it's very special to a lot of us, uh, it's certainly going to be different for all of us. So what is your message to the Cat fam and to all of those that may be listening uh, regarding the holidays? We are getting through this best we can. I wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas. And as we move into 2021, let's leave 2020 behind us as quickly as we can. And there's a vaccine on the way, so there, there's a, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And if we have to support by watching it from streaming, if we have to support from afar, we still need to support and uh, encourage our student athletes to give the best they can give and quarantine down to come back. Uh, what that what does that mean? It means try to tell your kids to stay out of the bars, to limit their their interactions with different people that they're not used to being with and uh, come back in the best shape they can possibly come back with. And then we'll start our testing and see where we go from there. Well, Coach, thank you for the gift, the early gift of good news that things will be kicking off here as we return back in January. We can't wait for those first announcements of uh, what it's going to look like on the stream and also uh, just really any kind of press release at this point in time from my standpoint is going to be great to write because uh, this has been a, certainly a long time coming to be able to have an athletic event on campus. Thank you for the great news. We wish you and yours a uh, very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season and uh, stay safe out there. You too, Ryan. Thanks so much. All right. We're going to move along into the next very extended version of the Capital Forward Capital Crusader podcast with head coach of the football program, Brian Foose.
Happy holidays, Cap fam. We bring you an extra gift of cheer today. And after your AD update, we bring you one of our most anticipated interviews of the year. And that's with the new leader of the Capital Football Program, Mr. Brian Foos. Coach, first and foremost, welcome to the Cap fam and to Capital Football. This has got to be as exciting for you as it is for many of us. So uh, just I see that you're in your office already. You've made yourself home. Talk about what it's like to be in your office for the first time. Well, I, I don't know about most anticipated interview, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm definitely excited for it. So now it's, it's great to be on campus and uh, know that this is home and uh, be able to kind of dive in head first and, and get rolling with it. So it's it's been uh, an exciting trip through it. And obviously this is just the start of it, so. How's the transition going so far? We know that you come from Michigan. That's where you've made home the last couple of years. Now you're finding a new home here in Columbus. How's that going so far? Going well, uh, obviously just just getting started with it, but you know everyone's been so welcoming here, even, even with all the the COVID things going on, you know, just people being available to help, um, you know, people willing to help. So it, it's been been growing great and very excited about just the, the welcoming people that are, are here at Capital, checking in and making sure that, hey, do you need anything? Can, what can I help you with? And um, so that, that makes things a lot easier. Uh, honestly, it's probably a little rougher on my wife because She's the one that gets to stay with the, the little one at home. So uh, she's the one I got to try and help out as much as I can. <laughs> and I'm sure that you know, the Zoom uh, conference calls are only getting so far <laughs> when it comes to being a dad. So yeah. we can't wait to have all of you guys back here in Columbus ready to uh, embark on the next adventure. Uh, so we know how excited we were when news started trickling down that the move was going to be made and that you were the guy. Can you talk to us about the level of excitement that you endured when you got that phone call or you were notified that you were the pick? Yeah, it was actually uh, kind of funny. My wife was at the store um, when I got the call. Um, so I, I gave her a call while she was at the store and I said, hey, uh, I, I got it. I got the offer. And she kind of did a double take and said, all right, wait a minute. You got to wait till I get out of the store because I can't push around a cart and be able to respond to this the way I need to. But uh, no, it was it was very humbling um, and exciting. And, you know, the thing that I came away from with it is just how committed uh, capital and the administration is uh, to building this and, and getting it back to where it needs to be. So, Coach, you come to us from Madonna University where you built a program from scratch at kind of your MO coming into this job. And we'll get to that in a second, but you never got to take the field with your team for you. Is this sort of almost like a first head coaching job again, or is this just kind of a, a the second, but this is going to provide something that the last one didn't quite have an opportunity to. Yeah, I would say the latter on that, um, you know, because everything leading up to that point uh, was exactly, you know, what we had to do. And, you know, preparing for practice and, and making multiple plans, because as soon as you make a plan, it, it's obsolete and uh, you need to come up with a new one with the COVID regulations. Um, but no, I mean, everything that we went through at Madonna was everything that, uh, you know, any head coach is going to have to do. And to be honest, even more because of the, the startup process with it. 
Um, so I, I think probably more of the latter where this is just going to have that next step with it. And, you know, obviously that was one of the things that was heartbreaking for me is and, and difficult uh, was to not step out there for the first game and, and be a part of that. But man, this was, this was too good of an opportunity to, to not uh, do this. As we mentioned, you're on campus, you're ready to rock and roll. What are some of those things that you are going to do or can do before the holiday break or maybe just some of your first priorities in general? Yeah, the, the first priority is really making sure that we get out to the, the current guys and make sure that we, you know, meet me, get to know me a little bit, even if it is through Zoom. Um, so my uh, phone number has been passed around the team quite a bit now. So I've gotten a number of, of text messages from the guys and uh, just kind of waiting to get information out to them to be able to have a Zoom meeting. Um, I'm hoping either, uh, you know, this evening or next evening uh, and be able to communicate with them, let them know that, hey, we better be working out and getting after it during this break because uh, we got season coming up. Um, you know, and then obviously getting to know uh, some people on campus that are going to help us through that recruiting process. That's going to be another big part and uh, starting to reach out to those high school coaches that are, are going to become great contacts for us and great help for us. And then also, you know, touching base with those alums that, that need that and need that connection to the team. We want to build that bridge back up and invite them you know, back into the program and have them be a part of building this. You know, I've, I've said many times, you know, it's while I'm the, you know, the head coach, it's not just me that makes this go. And uh, so we've got a lot of work to go with this and we're going to need a lot of help from a lot of different people. And, you know, I've been able to put together a great staff so far and um, most of them are, are here uh, now. So we're, we're rolling right, right along. Talking with the newest head coach of Capital University football, Mr. Brian Foose. And coach, before we talk about where you're going to take the program, let's talk about where you've been. We already mentioned Madonna University and NAIA school in Michigan is where you most recently come from, but you've had a lot of additional experience that's helped you get to this point. While your coaching career began at your alma mater, and we'll get to that little detail in just a second, uh, you know, you began as a position coach at Ohio Wesleyan, and your first big break, I think, really came uh, down the road at Ohio Dominican University. Can you talk about that opportunity in helping construct a program and how you eventually took that program to a national ranking? Yeah, I, I tell you, uh, actually, I just spoke with him yesterday. One of my big mentors, uh, Dale Carlson, uh, was the head coach there, and, uh, you know, it was funny. Uh, I had applied for that job or applied for a position and just sent my information in. Uh, didn't know if they had anything, but was trying any way possible to, to get on staff there. And it wasn't but maybe a week or two weeks earlier that my college coach, um, you know, a guy that passed away, Wally Hood, had mentioned my name to Dale. And you know, lo and behold, here I am sending my resume right after that. So uh, it was unbeknownst to me that he had sent that he had mentioned my name to him. And, you know, Dale, Dale gave me a shot and he didn't have to. Um, I was working a 40 hour a week job at a call center, which is 
not something that I think anyone wants to do, uh, but it paid my bills. And Dale gave me the opportunity to come in there after working that job and still be able to, to coach football. I knew I wanted to be a football coach um, and, and I just needed that opportunity. And I'm forever grateful uh, that he gave me that opportunity. And, you know, he was, he was the master at it. You know, he, he did an outstanding job and had a great vision of that and an outstanding job of uh, relaying that vision. So, um, you know, we worked extremely hard, hard over there. And uh, the big thing is the guys bought in. Uh, they bought into the process and, you know, they didn't lose faith. And, and he would always tell them, those who stay will be champions. And, uh, you know, it was awesome to be able to see that come to fruition uh, for that initial class and, you know, go from, you know, as you put on the, on the uh, press release, go from 0 and 11 to conference champions within four years. And, you know, the bottom line, it was really, you know, we had great you know, schemes in place, but it, it was the players. Uh, the players are the ones that got it done. They said, all right, let's go. Let's stop swimming around. Let's let's focus on these details and, and get those things done. And it was it was awesome to see that come together. So after that, you head to Lindsey Wilson University in Kentucky, another NAIA school, and, and pretty much did the exact same thing. You took something that at one point was nothing and you yeah. made it into a big something. Was yeah. the blueprint the same? Uh, it was basically the same. It was a little bit different. Uh, Chris Oliver uh, one of my best friends, and uh, he was actually in my wedding and was, was at uh, Ohio Dominican, was the offensive coordinator. You know, he got the job uh, as head coach down at Lindsey Wilson and uh, decided to bring me with, which I'm forever grateful for because I met my wife down there and all that. So, you know, aside from the football side of things, uh, you know, we I had some personal uh, things happen down there too. But, um, you know, it, it was building that foundation with high school graduates. And, you know, you can get all the transfers you want, but, you know, you got to have that great foundation. And, you know, Coach Oliver is a, is a guy that, you know, is big on details. Um, so I learned a lot from, from him and Dale and uh, be able to put those things together and, and come up with my own playing with it too was was huge with with my development and he gave me a, a lot of responsibility and uh, that was that was a great growth for me a great experience for me and you know met a ton of outstanding people down there that I'm still in contact with today um, just a Lindsey Wilson is really a special place in my in my heart and you know I was there for eight years so it was it was and met a lot of great friends uh, from there as well. And um, obviously my wife, too. And that's her alma mater. So uh, she's she's always going to be a Blue Raider. And uh, I am, too, at this point as well. So a very special place indeed. Now, I know that there were times that were relatively early in your coaching career that there may have been one or two really big lessons that you learned along the way. Uh, can you share with those maybe one or two lessons that uh, were incredibly important in your development? Yeah, you know, paying attention to those details uh, is huge. You know, as a, as a player, you know, you always, oh, why is he harping on me about 
you know, hey, it's a six inch step rather than a 12 inch step or, you know, why are we paying attention to this minor, minor detail? But when you get to the coaching side of it, you know, you really realize why you're doing something. And, and I think when a player understands the why to how they're doing something, um, it, it makes a big difference. Um, you know, the other big thing that, that I learned early on in my career is it's not all just about football. Um, you know, if you make it just about football, then you're really missing the boat um, because players react w better and, and play harder when, you know, you create that personal attention and, you know, yes, I'm, I'm in it to, you know, win football games. Uh, I'm not going somewhere to be mediocre, I'm too competitive of a person to do that. But, you know, it's really about those relationships that you build and really about those things that that's where the, the important stuff comes out of it. And uh, the rest of it will take care of itself. You know, if you're doing things right in the classroom, if you're doing things right on, on uh, uh, in the community and in the dorms, um, you know, and you're working hard in the football field, the wins and losses will take care of itself. So we really need to focus on ourselves and making sure that, that we're taking care of business fundamentally within ourselves and, and paying attention to those little details. So to kind of complete the bridge of coaching that got us to this point, uh, you returned to the OAC at Baldwin Wallace as its offensive coordinator shortly after your time at Lindsey Wilson. Uh, this time you took a program that was struggling and in two years helped its offenses set records and transform a three-win team into an eight-win team in an incredibly uh, competitive conference, that being the OAC. So that's big. What was the difference in the process to get the Yellow Jackets going again, as opposed to building something up from nothing? Uh, you know, the players were already there. Uh, they had a lot of talented uh, football players there. And, you know, Coach Hovert, uh, I obviously am very grateful that, you know, he chose me as one of the guys to come up with him. Um, you know, it was getting them to believe and again, getting them to put that extra effort into what was going on. And, um, you know, Coach Hobart is a very energetic guy. And uh, I, again, learned a lot from him on, you know, how to deal with different situations. You know, that was my first time really being in a turnaround situation and, you know, getting those, those guys to believe in, in this process because, Every football team has a process and, you know, those processes are not very different from one team to another. It's how well do you get them to believe in that process? And, you know, you got to have a few things go your way and, and help things out with it. Uh, but, you know, you have to be positive with it too. And, and I think that's a, a big thing too, that, you know, we did up at Baldwin Wallace. We said, look, we're not that far off. We've got to, we've got to do this. We've got to do this. You got to do this a little bit harder. Like, look at this on video. You're right there. Um, and, and, you know, coming into that again, you know, I talked about relationships, like getting those players to understand that, Hey, the reason why we're being hard on you is because you've got so much more potential. You've got so much more to give and we've got to get that out of you. You know, I, I coach guys hard because I want them, to, want them to reach their potential. I want them to be what they're capable of doing. 
And uh, so it was, again, nice to see that come to fruition. And like I said, we inherited a, a talented roster there that, you know, there were some, some depth issues in certain, certain places, but that was one of the things that, one of the goals that I set for myself when I, I got up to Baldwin Wallace, you know, traditionally they're a, a running football team. And I wanted to, you know, I thought, hey, we might be able to break some records here if we, if we've got some pieces of the puzzle and lo and behold, we did. So we had to tweak some of the things that we did to fit the, the roster that we had, but overall it was, uh, you know, pretty talented roster uh, in some spots and we just had to exploit those talents. Well, we're hoping that you can exploit some of our talents on our own roster that's coming up this March. And coach, to wrap up the first half of this interview, uh, I'm going to go a little off script here. So I'm going to catch you, you know, a little off guard, but um, a majority of your experience has been at the NAIA level and that being at the scholarship level. And of course, you've had some time at Baldwin Wallace and now being a head coach at Capitol at the division three level, there's definitely some differences mm -hmm. in those packages and, and how you recruit. So how do you feel that, how do you view the difference in recruiting uh, scholarship versus non-scholarship? I, I don't think it's any different at, at all, to be honest. Um, it's just a different where you're at with it. Um, you know, any level is going to strive to get the best players that they can. Um, and, and we're all going to do that the same way, you know, reaching for those guys that probably should have a division two offer and for whatever reason may not. Uh, and, and those are the guys that we need to win on. And, you know, you got to find those diamonds in the rough. Um, you know, there's, there's so many people that are, or coaches that are, you know, so worried about, Hey, this lineman isn't six, four and 300 pounds. Um, you know, we're not going to take him. Well, Hey, I, I care whether you play football. Um, you know, there's some places that ask you to work out. Um, you know, I have never had to wanted to do that because you can either tell on video whether someone can play or not. And so we're going to evaluate video, um, just like we would anywhere else. And we want the best players that, that we can get that are good people and are, are gonna represent not only themselves, but capital and the program uh, very, very well. And so it starts with their, their character and then obviously, you know, academically qualified, but then also, hey, can you play? And uh, so we're gonna evaluate it just the way we would anywhere else. All right, that'll take us into our first break in this holiday edition or the Brian Foose edition of this Forward Capital Crusaders podcast. When we come back, we'll refocus on capital football and how Coach Foose intends on getting us back to a championship level. Even Santa needs a break, so let's take one too. While you grab your milk and cookies, a small announcement for you. Capital Athletics is very proud to partner with Byers Airport Subaru, and when we return from the new year, our podcast will bear its name. So when we come back on Tuesday, January 12th, you'll be listening to the Forward Capital Crusaders podcast brought to you by Byers Airport Subaru. We want to thank Byers Airport Subaru for their continued support and look forward to our ongoing partnership as we drive into 2021. Now, let's get back to getting to know our new head football coach, Brian Foose. 
All right, everybody, welcome out of the break. We head into the second half of our holiday edition of this episode of Forward Capital Crusaders. We're here with the head coach of Capital Football, Mr. Brian Foos. All right, enough with everybody else. Let's focus on the purple and the white coach. Uh, first, why did you choose to pursue us? You know, I, I've had my eye on this job. Um, you know, I, I think it's an outstanding job, obviously outstanding location. Um, it's something that I, I've been watching for uh, for a number of years. You know, it's, it's in uh, the OAC, a uh, ton of experience there and, and loved uh, playing in the OAC. Um, you know, personal reasons, it's a little closer to my wife's family, which is a great option. And then, you know, obviously I think that Capital is a sleeping giant. I really think that uh, we're not far off from being able to, you know, get back to where things were in the 2000s. And it's going to take some hard work and it's going to take a little bit of time. But uh, this location, this education, uh, this history within this program, uh, I don't think there's any reason why we can't get back there and, and make and have a product on the field that people are going to be proud of and hopefully come out of the woodworks to, to be back involved. So what defines a Coach Foose-led team? How would you character, characterize that? Well, I guess we'll find out pretty quickly <laughs> here. It's yet to be seen. Um, but, you know, I would say first and foremost, uh, you know, I want discipline. You know, we're not – I don't want to have, um, you know, I call them you know, mistake penalties, pre-snap pre penalties that are self-inflicted. Um, so, you know, focus on those details – making sure that uh, we're doing things the right way, both on and off the field. And, you know, I want guys that, you know, are, do things the right way off the field, but also want to, you know, get after it on the football field and, and uh, you know, punish the opponent on the football field too. So uh, I want tough, hard-nosed, uh, get after it, aggressive uh, football team. For you, what makes a championship or winning culture, in your opinion? Uh, you know, there's a there's a direction that the coach takes you, and it's it's what are we going to allow? What are we going to coach? What are we going to you know emphasize? And so we've got to make sure that you know, we are emphasizing, like I said, those details uh, and making sure that we're doing things the right way. Um, so that's going to be the big thing is, is making sure that we implement that new culture and look things, there's going to be times that things go wrong, but you got to stick with the process. You got to understand that, you know, Hey, this is something that, uh, you know, is just a bump in the road. We still have all those things ahead of us and, you know, being able to redefine goals when you have to uh, being able to, to put that carrot out and reach for that carrot, and strive for that as best you can. Now, I don't want you to give up too much of your game plan to everybody out there watching. And I know that there are some out there trying to get a leg up for March, but <laughs> what can you tell us about your desired offensive and defensive schemes? Or is this something that is going to be a byproduct of what is on the roster currently? Yeah, you know, our, our base stuff uh, is, is going to be our base stuff, but we will have to tweak what we do based on you know, where our talents are. Um, you know, if that means that, uh, you know, we tweak some of the things that we're doing both offensively and defensively, 
um, you know, we definitely need to do that. So it, it's tough to say right now, just because I haven't had a chance to, to work with the guys and haven't had a chance to, to meet them uh, also. So, uh, you know, getting to, to watch some video. And, and the good part is, is it's not that long ago that we, uh, that I was on the opposite sideline coaching against Capitol. So I know some of the pieces that are there and am able to, you know, kind of start to formulate some things, but uh, you know, we're going to have to simplify some things because it's going to be a quick turnaround from, you know, installing a new defense, installing a new offense, installing special teams and having to go ahead and then execute those on the field. So we'll probably simplify things a little bit for this, uh, this spring. Um, but, you know, the bottom line, our base stuff will still be our base stuff. So you're an offensive guy. In, in your mind, is it offense that wins championships? Defense that wins championships? <laughs> it's fundamentals that win championships. If we can't tackle anybody, then it doesn't matter. If we can't take care of the football and force turnovers, then it doesn't matter. So uh, we'll, we'll go with that answer. <laughs> That's a very great, as a great neutral striding both sides of the fence answer, coach. You've been, you've been well coached. <laughs> so when it comes to the guys that are on the roster currently, has there anybody that's really stepped up, reached out, or maybe that you look forward to making contact with in this transition period? Yeah, I, I look forward to making contact with all of them. You know, there's, there's one guy that I knew uh, before through the recruiting process uh, pretty well. Um, so I actually had him kind of distribute my phone number uh, throughout the team. So I've been getting a, a bunch of text messages, uh, you know, from from different players on, on the roster and, uh, you know, have responded back with, you know, hey, look forward to meeting you. We're going to have a Zoom meeting and, you know, be ready to get to work because I'm, I'm here ready to go too. So uh, it's been exciting to have those guys reach out and say, coach, congrats. Hey, we're, we're ready to work. We're ready to get after it. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's putting that vision out there for them and, and knowing what they're going to get from me. Uh, that's going to be a big part of it. Now you hit the pavement moving and it is also the heart of recruiting season. You know, what traits as you get out there, are you looking for in potential capital football student athletes? We, we want guys that are going to you know, buy into the whole program. They, they shouldn't come here just for football. They need to come here because they want a great education, first and foremost. Um, that's our, our very first goal uh, within our, our team is you know, we want, want guys that value that college education and want to um, you know, achieve the best they can in the classroom as well. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean everyone's a 4.0 student, but uh, you know, we're, we're going to make sure that they value that education are going to work for it. Um, I want guys that are, you know, good people, good teammates, guys that are going to, uh, you know, fight for each other and buy in, like I said, to, to that process. And, you know, I, I told the, the player committee when I interviewed, I said, you know, we're going to ask you to do things that you probably haven't been asked to do before. And you're going to have to give up something to get out of this what you want, um, you know, and that that collegiate football experience that everyone wants and why they choose to play college football. So we're going to challenge them. 
we're going to push them probably harder than they have been. And, you know, hopefully they buy into that and, and see that, Hey, this is going to be uh, a benefit to us on the field. We need to come together and do this. So they, they're going to buy into what we're doing and, and we're going to coach them hard and we're going to love them hard too. We're talking with Capital Football head coach Brian Foose as he begins his first week on the job here at Capital University. Coach, we've talked about a lot of things that you're trying to navigate here in this first week, and all the while you've got your sights set uh, for March 12th, which is when Capital Football takes the field for the first time at Wilmington College. Does that date seem like an eternity from now or merely a, the blink of an eye away? It's right around the corner. <laughs> we, we, I mean... I'm sure I'll come in the office tomorrow and I'll feel like it's, uh, it's about two minutes away. So um, no, it's, it's going to go fast uh, with recruiting. Everything it seems to be a, a blur. And then you add on top of that, you're trying to, uh, you know, prepare for a season and, you know, preparing for a season and going through a season is, is fast too. Uh, I can only imagine how fast it's going to go past when it's uh, when it's a five game schedule. So now it's right around the corner. And that being said, does that make you nervous or does that excite you? No, it's anytime you get to play football, it's exciting, especially when it's been, you know, taken away from you for a little bit. So uh, when when everything got shut down with COVID up in Michigan, uh, we were about a week and a half, two weeks away from starting spring ball. Uh, it would have been the first time putting on the pads there. So uh, you know, I've, I've been itching for, for this for a little bit. Uh, we did get the pads on in, in Michigan there this fall. Uh, but, uh, you know, to be able to play a game and prepare for a game, it's been a while since I've been able to do that. So I'm, I'm ready and excited for it. We're all looking forward to that time too. Now for you, what's the trick going to be in checking all the boxes to know and assess the team, getting to work and implementing your game plans and then getting ready for that game. What's the trick going to be to doing all of that? Honestly, I think it's just going to be out getting out there to practice, getting out there as a team and, you know, being able to implement the, the new schemes that we've, we're going to have uh, implement even something as simple as practice procedures. Um, you know, all those things need to be relearned. Um, you know, we're going to have to have a lot of Zoom meetings leading up to that. So at least they have a, a base knowledge of what we're doing. Um, you know, like I said, I have got a, a great staff that we've put together that are going to work hard to make that transition as easy as possible for those guys. But, you know, it's going to be out there and actually uh, evaluating and, and doing work uh, with those student athletes um, so we can help to accentuate what they do well. Now, like we said, you're no stranger to the OAC. Your most recent adventure was with Baldwin Wallace where you helped turn that program around. Now, how does that particular experience help you in getting adjusted faster or how can you use that to better the situation at Capital? You know, I learned a lot from that experience because there's, you know, I've been in the same offensive scheme for a while now and what it allowed me to do was see maybe some things that were difficult to learn, you know, things that I take for granted because I've been using a lot of the same uh, terminology and verbiage. Uh, you know, it's easy for me because I've been in it. Whereas now I know, Hey, this is actually difficult for the guys and this is why. 
you know, and then the other thing too that it did was uh, we had to you know, tweak things a little bit more than uh, what I would have originally thought I was doing uh, to help us be successful any way that we could. You know, when you when you have some deficiencies that you've got to try and either cover up or or move away from, you find any way possible uh, to you know help yourself be successful. Coach, I've held off as long as I possibly can in acknowledging this next factoid, but you come from a place that you that made you very familiar with capital as far back as 20 or so years ago, and that being Otterbein. Uh, it's your alma mater. We're just going to have to accept that as a fact. Uh, but did that longstanding rivalry ever make you think twice about going down this road? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> too, too great of an opportunity. How much razzing have you gotten from some of your <laughs> old teammates? Or maybe even better yet, who's giving it to you worse, the purple or the red side? It's definitely the capital side. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been good. You know, uh, everyone's been awesome and nothing's wrong with a little bit of razzing. Very good. Now, for you, does this ignite the rivalry or give it any additional meaning or fire when it comes time to take the field against your alma mater? I, I'm sure it will when we get to that point. Uh, you know, right now I'm just focused on us and making sure that we get we have a you know better better outcomes. So um, I'm I'm really just focusing on us at the at the moment. <laughs> now, do you ever think that this move is like the field of dreams in which you just crossed the baseline. You made a transformation, and now there's no going back at all. You're you're stuck in purple forever. Well, I, I took this job for it to be a destination job, so I, I'm <laughs> I am here. Uh, this is this is where home is. So, and it, that is correct. There is no going back right now. Of course, any Otterbein people might uh, disown me now, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I think that you've successfully won over some of the Capitol alumni that might be listening or watching to this. So that's the most important part. Good, good. <laughs> All right, coach, we're talking with head coach Brian Foose of the Capitol University football team, and it's time to put you on the hot seat now, coach, as if we haven't been doing that with all this Otterbein <laughs> questioning. But uh, now we get to know you as a person. So along the lines of the last question, I think it only appropriate to ask first, what is your favorite sports movie of all time? Uh, you know, you mentioned Field of Dreams. That's definitely one of my one of my favorites for sure. I, I remember watching it on VHS tape uh, with my my brother who was at school at Notre Dame. So that's definitely one of them. And then uh, you know, you always have to go with Remember the Titans as well. Um, that is an, an outstanding movie. Uh, you know, really depicts coming together um, as a team and as a community. Uh, through tough, tough times and, and, you know, not even regarding football as tough times. And, you know, that's something that I, I think resonates very well. What show have you been recently binge watching and can recommend for us? Well, there, there's a couple. Um, I actually am, am re-watching uh, Ozark. Uh, love that, that show. And then uh, I did start over The Walking Dead as well, too during during COVID. So that's kind of another one uh, that I was binge watching as well. All right. See, we're going to be friends. We're going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> what is a show or a movie that you see as like old reliable? You can come back to it over and over again, and it just keeps on passing the test of time. 
that, that's an easy one, the office. Um, you know, I can have that on at any point in time and still crack up every single time. So uh, love the office. Uh, another one from, from back in the day, though, that maybe some people don't know is coach. Uh, my, my family watched that when I was growing up, and I guess it was about uh, probably three or four years ago. My parents got me a uh, number of the seasons that were out there, and uh, as you rewatch those, they're, they're just hilarious shows. It was on Netflix for a time, and I binge-watched the heck out of that. It was also a very sad day when they took it off Netflix yes. and it was no longer available, so I, I get it. Yes. Uh, talk about some of your favorite music artists, bands, or even genres of music that you like to listen to. You know, I, there's only one that I really don't like, and uh, I'm, I'm not a big country fan. Um, so I listen to just about everything, um, you know, try and keep up with what's current, you know, maybe not as good at keeping up with what's current as I used to be, but uh, no, it's, there's really only one area that I'm not a huge fan of. And I usually catch a lot of flack for not liking uh, country music very much, but uh, everything else is kind of fair game to me. Well, I thought we were going to be friends, but you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You have a chance to redeem yourself. Who are your favorite sports teams? Uh, that's an easy one. Uh, definitely Browns, Indians, although, you know, baseball in general is, is irritating to me how many times players switch teams, but, uh, uh, Browns, Indians, I, I'm not sure about the Cavs yet. I, you know, NBA, I've kind of, you know, fallen off of a little bit, but, uh, you know, anytime that you're from Northwest Ohio, you have to make that decision. All right. Very good. How about favorite meal or food? That's a long list. <laughs> all of them <laughs> yes the answer is yes uh, no I, i'd uh if i had to choose one uh you know lasagna is obviously one of my favorites and then uh i love good chicken wings well you can't ask that question get that response and then not ask what your favorite sauce is uh i go with uh hot garlic all right. Very good. Well, good news is you'll be sharing your own wings and I'll be on my own then. So yep. <laughs> what, what's one thing that with all the free time that you may have had through COVID that you did a little bit more of or got to explore something new? Uh, something that I did a little bit more of, which was great, is I went on walks with my daughter and uh, you know we had a little neighborhood that was just around the corner with us. And, uh, you know, it kind of served as twofold. Uh, get her out and do something a little bit, uh, you know, obviously spend some time with her too, but uh, get her out of, uh, out of the house and let my wife have a little bit of time to just kind of decompress a little bit because, you know, we were both trying to work and both trying to, you know, get things uh, done that we needed to get done while helping her with school stuff too. So, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed being able to do that and, um, you know, something that I'm, going to make time for to continue doing as long as she'll let me anyways <laughs> i know that there's an expiration date i'm finding that out with mine right now yeah <laughs> we're approaching that very quickly so yeah yeah uh what is one thing that maybe because of covid you haven't been able to do but once restrictions get lifted and life gets back to normal you can't wait to do again obviously number one is spend time with the players um and, and coach football 
uh, you know, having that taken away, um, especially coming off a year where we didn't play because we were, you know, a new program, uh, being able to get back out and do those things uh, was an absolute joy this fall. Um, you know, for a while there, life was right in the world, uh, being able to go out to practice, even with the, you know, the extra restrictions that we had, at least we were out there coaching football. Um, so that's one thing. Um, another thing is, you know, getting back out and seeing things in the, in the community and, and going to different sporting events, different, different events in general. Um, always enjoy doing those things and, and seeing things. So I know that you've spent a lot of time either in or around Columbus. What's one thing now that you're back that is unique to Columbus that you can't wait to either do or see again? Uh, you know, going, going to the Columbus Zoo would be one thing. Um, you know, being able to, to take my daughter there. We went, we took her when she was probably, I want to say a year old. So she doesn't remember that. She still has her elephant that she got from down there. But, uh, you know, going back and doing that and then, you know, just, gosh, just being in this area. Like I, I love living in Columbus and uh, this city as a whole is uh, it's just an awesome place to live. And I can't wait to, you know, go back down to German Village and, and take my wife down there and, you know, go to, to Easton and spend time there and, get back out to when we're able to, but get back out to the Clippers and, and go to games there. And um, there's just a lot of great memories from Columbus that uh, I, I look forward to getting back and, and roosters roosters is my favorite chicken wing place. So um, no, they didn't give me anything to pub them here, but uh, that is my, my favorite chicken wing place by far. You mentioned roosters, but is there another favorite restaurant in Columbus or maybe favorite eatery delicacy in Columbus that you uh, would recommend to us or can't wait to go back to? Uh, Schmidt's would be one. Uh, kind of a no-brainer on that one. And you got to mention uh, Thurman Burger as well, too. Not a surprise that you would go down that route either. So, <laughs> All right, so this is where it's going to get real here, Coach. Do you like dogs, cats, or something else? Dogs for sure. Uh, that's again, I, I think that's a complete easy one too. Uh, we have two dogs, uh, two completely different dogs. One is uh, small and yippy and jumps all over the place, even though it's 12 years old. And then uh, the other one, I think uh, sleeps about 23 hours of the day. So uh, he's completely different, uh, but both of them were found on the side of the road. So uh, you know, their, their lives are pretty good now after that. I'd say so. How about your favorite outdoor activity? Not football related, uh, golf, I would say, uh, I'm not very good at it. Uh, but it is, it is fun. All right. How about some of the best advice you've ever been given coaching or otherwise? Yeah. I, number one is just being positive. Uh, you know, you definitely have to be realistic, but you know, there's always something good that comes out of every situation. Even if you learn something, what not to do, uh, it's still a good thing that you went through that. So um, I would say being positive and making sure that you're, you're counting your blessings. You've mentioned a couple members of your family already that uh, you are married, you have a small child. Um, tell us about your family as much as you'd like to. 
Yeah, so my my wife is from Kentucky. Um, obviously met her down at uh, Lindsey Wilson College, uh, but she's originally from, from Somerset. Um, she and her family is diehard UK fans. So if you, uh, you know, mentioned Tennessee or Florida around them, they're probably going to give you the evil eye, uh, you know, and basketball season always starts too early down there. Uh, so it's, it's nice to be where football season comes first before basketball season starts. Um, but uh, no, she's, she's, I feel bad cause I've put her through a, a lot here these last few years. So I'm glad that, uh, we're going to be able to settle down and, and have this be our home. Um, I obviously have my six-year-old daughter, uh, Leah. So she's in first grade and uh, she is uh, full of energy and ready to go. So uh, she's handled the, the transition pretty well so far. We'll see when we actually move away from, from the area up there. You know, it's been tough on her making friends with COVID. So uh, I'm excited that, uh, you know, things are going to start opening up and be able to get back to some normalcy for her too. Um, and then obviously, you know, I've got, you know, my parents, I've got two brothers as well. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, my parents are still up in Tiffin where I'm originally from and I'm sure you'll probably see them at just about every game. So. All right, coach, as we wrap up here on the podcast, what is something that you want to leave with us or someone that's out there listening, whomever they may be? Yeah, you know, we're going to have a great thing going here. Um, you know, we, like I said, we've got a great coaching staff that's, that's come on board. Uh, we're energetic and we're going to, we're going to be out there. We're going to be getting after it and we're going to bring a, a ton of talented student athletes here, uh, talented in a lot of different ways. And we're going to be looking for every angle that we can. Um, but, you know, we've just we've got a staff that's ready to work, staff that's ready to get after it. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to you know, being the head coach at Capitol for a long time and restoring the pride uh, back in the program that, that it deserves. Um, again, it's going to take some time. And it's going to take a lot of people more than just me. So, you know, be patient with me. I know that, uh, you know, I'm trying to get back to everyone that's, that's contacted me. I, I will get there, uh, but be patient with me, be patient with us. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get things going in the right direction and uh, move, move on uh, and get, get back where we should be. Patience is a virtue. Give the man a break. He's only been on the job for 24, 48 hours and we're not even a week removed. Let's let him settle in everyone. But now coach, we, we appreciate your time and we will, as we move forward, uh, begin to introduce your supporting cast as your assistant coaches. Be on the lookout for that online at athletics.capital.edu as well as on any of our social media channels. We're on Instagram and Twitter at, at Cap Crusaders and also on Facebook at Capital University Athletics. Coach Brian Foose, thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us a little bit of you and your vision for Capital University football. Thank you, Ryan. And, and thank you to your staff for everything that you guys do. It's been, you've made this transition a lot easier and very special for us. So I do appreciate all your hard work.
Well, welcome to the Cat Fam, Coach. This is what it's all about. Thank you so much again for your time. And as we wrap up this edition of the Forward Capital Crusaders podcast, we'd like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday season. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Well, Cat Fam, it's time to close the book on 2020. And thank goodness. We hope you enjoyed this holiday edition of the Forward Capital Crusaders podcast. Thanks to our guests Dixie Jeffers and Brian Foose for joining us today. On behalf of Capital Athletics, we wish all of our supporters, fans, parents, students, athletes, staff, alumni, and the Bexley community a very happy holiday season and a Merry Christmas. It's our hope that you can find safe ways to enjoy the holidays with your loved ones. However you do so, please remember that our choices frame our future and we want to compete in 2021. So wash your hands, maintain your distance, keep your group small and wear your mask. But most of all, be safe and have a blessed holiday season. Let's keep moving forward. I'm Ryan Gasser. We'll see you on the other side of the new year, Cat Fam.